0: Does everybody know what time it is? It's time to halt and catch fire. Wee, 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 it's grunt work. Now, everybody with me, grunt as fuck break it down and blow it up yeah everybody got them board games with them pick your side and throw it up toe it up it's going down light another grunt it's going round <laughs> oh, oh pass you can toast your glass later we'll screw and blow it up whoa and that and that later is now here on grunt work the only <laughs> podcast about the tv show home improvement you get uh free with two proofs of purchase well, pr- proofs of purchase for what? Like, what? What do you have to buy to this get this podcast? The- yeah, that seems
1: like a really bad deal for our listeners. I think we might want to look into that promotion. Well,
0: you get. <laughs> Listen, you just we, we we cover up the the glaring pl- pot potholes there. Oh my god, I can't speak. Yeah. Um. Let's get on with this intro. As always, I am your host, Landon. Return to go, do not collect $200 Solano, <laughs> joined always by my co-host, Truman, you sunk my battleship caps. <laughs> Truman, it's it's good to speak with you on this last episode of season five. Uh, yes, Landon, uh, Also, also good to speak with you. I could think of no one who I
1: would rather cap off this season of Home Improvement with than you, the person who I have talked about every other episode of the show
0: with. It would be <laughs> honestly
1: strange to do this with anyone
0: else. <laughs> Uh, that would be an interesting experiment sometime. Just uh, swap out one host for another at some point. Or, or um, is, or this, is two, this two
1: hosts? Is this just like a back? <laughs> is this just like a back door to getting rid of me and replacing me with Paul F. Tompkins or something?
0: No, 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 no. no. This is a back door of getting rid of me so that I can rid myself <laughs> of Home Improvement and leave you in the lurches. We really should just yeah. We like yeah. Sorry, sorry listeners. We've sold our
1: podcast to a Japanese conglomerate. Now they're going to replace us both. <laughs> I mean, it's still about home improvement. They've just got two other people talking about it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh, no, and one uh, of them's they, Joe Rogan. Big, oh, no.
0: They're wearing big sponsor logos on their chest and arms. Yeah, yeah, um, like an eSports team. <laughs> you can't see I'm wearing Under Armour right now. Oh, really? Um, yeah, that's great. let's see here Uh, we got some things to discuss up top yes Um, Uh, we've been bought up
1: by a Japanese conglomerate there's going to be some (laughs) staffing changes Uh, Landon and Truman still love you very much and this has nothing to do with you (laughs) Uh,
0: well I do want to just say we are kidding um, because I don't want there to be any confusion over the next bit of information which is we will be taking a, a little bit of an extended break between seasons this time. Uh, look, guys, we've discussed over the last couple episodes that this season, it's, not barring anything that happened on Home Improvement, just the season of recording – a lot has happened. It's
1: it's taken <laughs> it's taken a lot out of us. Can can we can like what 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 date was the what date did we start recording this episode or this this series? I mean, or this I could season?
0: I could look that up if you really wanted me to. I, so. I don't know. I don't
1: know if we need to do it right this instant, but it would be interesting <laughs> academically to know what all we've seen in the pr- course
0: of season five. Yeah, it says April seventeenth, nineteen seventy seven. Oh God! Wow, that's um, man. <laughs> I've I've aged very well. Then I our, think our fathers
1: started this podcast. <laughs> They've passed it down through the generations, and we. T- the reason we're taking a hiatus is because we need to uh, sire some appropriate heirs who can uh,
0: <laughs> carry on the podcast once we move on. Oh my god! Um, but yeah, you know, there's been obviously global issues. Uh, yes, you know, global pandemic, national issues with yes. race. Well, I guess that's also global, but you know, it's come to a head here, especially. Um, yeah. Yeah, we're all indoors. Listen, there's no secret as to what's going on in the world. Um, but, you know, I'm sure just like all of you, there are uh, the domino effect of these things create personal <laughs> issues as well. Yes. Uh, little obstacles that we have to overcome. So that's been happening, um, I think, to, as I said, everyone, certainly happening to me personally. Uh, and... There is just going to be some some big things uh, that, I think in a good way are aligning with the between two seasons so that we're not yeah. starting and stopping so much like we've done with the second half of this season. So <laughs> it has, it has been a bumpy ride recently. And I understand if
1: it's, <laughs> I, you know, I can, I can see from, from where the listener is sitting being like, you guys have taken like six breaks in the past two months already. Now you're telling us another break, but <laughs> trust us when we say this will make for a better product when we do come back.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I, I'm going to do everything in my power to, to rebroadcast. Some of our, um, you know, golden oldies, if you will, uh, the ones the from 1977 and before. Yes, <laughs> starring our,
1: the first Doctor. Our, our commentary on the Iran hostage crisis was pretty good, honestly. <laughs>
0: I, I think that will go over well. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, what we can say as far as the upcoming episodes that we usually do at the end of the season, um, one big. I think uh obvious one is that we've been doing uh audio commentaries for the last couple seasons um Truman and I aren't in the same room and <laughs> we can't I, necessarily record while watching the, the I mean I'm sure you could uh there are ways that people have these watch parties but um it wouldn't in terms have the of, same juice it wouldn't be yeah what you wanted yeah exactly. So we're gonna figure out a way to do that in the future, um you know, maybe doing more audio commentaries next season or doing a bunch of them at the end of this you know crazy experiment we call grunt work. Uh, so we'll make up for it at some point. What is this experiment proving again? what what hypothesis were we testing with this? <laughs> that the <laughs> amount of grunts in a home improvement episode equates to the Uh, rise of insanity of the uh, hosts that have to watch it
1: oh wow okay well then I don't want to prejudge our results but I am uh, I am uh, I'm sitting here right now with an ice pack on my head to keep myself cool and and waving at the UPS guy walking past my window Uh, so I I
0: (laughs) I, I'm sorry I'm jealous because I have a iced uh, washcloth in my freezer right now that I don't have on my neck that I wish I did. So do, do, do you want Landon? I will talk for a minute. Will you go and get that? I will. I'll I don't even people... need a minute. I need,
1: I need 15 seconds and I, you I can, can time me. I can talk for 15 seconds. Do you want to go? He's already gone. Okay. So folks, um, yeah, the, the point is there are going to be some changes to grunt work in terms of just, well, I guess not changes. Maybe I'm over. And those changes this. are going
0: to be, uh, <laughs> that's how quick it was. Um, yeah, well, we're talking about the upcoming bonus episodes. So oh, right, yes. we're going to do. Um, okay, so I, I also hate to say this because we've done this a number of times in the past as well with our Super Nintendo game, <laughs> with our board game uh, episode, which would have presumably come at the end of this season. But yeah. again, Truman and I aren't in the same room to play a board game together. So uh, Sad, that really. makes that episode difficult. Yeah. Um, same with Super Nintendo. Yeah. Um, god damn i this just goes against my my the core of my being but um we're gonna have to postpone the live episode yes (laughs) i know we literally just announced it (laughs) this this idea it's not even an idea that didn't get off the ground it's an idea that exploded in the hangar (laughs) um but due to a number of these big changes that are going to be transpiring in our personal lives over the next coming weeks and months um And due to, you know, just the the virus and technological stuff in terms of trying to promote it properly, uh, we we just currently aren't at capacity to be able to facilitate it in the way that you guys deserve. And that's kind of the main reason for why I thought it was better to hold off, because, you know, I would rather give you guys a better product than a ad hoc one that we're just delivering on a delivery date as opposed to a quality date. Yes. Yes. That's that's you know, those are in fact our reasons. Although, you know, from what I understand, a good quality date can lead to a delivery date if you catch my drift. <laughs>
1: Whoa. Well actually I think that well a good a good quality date and poor quality protection can lead to a delivery date.
0: <laughs> Bazinga folks um so uh live episode in the future just not when we originally said um, I think that clears everything up. Yes. Do you want to recap what we, what we just went over? Uh, <laughs> like a synopsis of what we talked about? Uh, okay. <laughs> uh,
1: longer hiatus coming up. Uh, yes. let's see. No, um, no audio commentary because we can't be in the same room and yes. live episode postponed because of issues. Yes.
0: Capital I <laughs> issues. <laughs> I would say capital I, capital S, capital S, capital U, capital E, capital S. Yes. Uh, Little period, yeah. Oh, ooh, that's that's interesting. So small you can't even see it.
1: <laughs> so you basically just uh, all caps
0: screamed the word issues at people. <laughs> uh, pretty much, yes. So, um, with that said, Truman, this is the last episode of season five. I man. know, right? What the hell happened to us? <laughs> well, uh, I am certainly a lot grayer. Yes. Uh that that is a fact of the matter.
1: My my hair is a lot longer than it was when we started this podcast,
0: and indeed when we started <laughs> this season. Uh yeah, we are uh, I am also right a lot through. thinner than I was when we first started this season and this show. Um I don't know if it's because I'm trapped in my hot apartment and just sweating it all out every day or <laughs> the fact that I can't go get pizzas on such a regular basis. You're, you're doing, <laughs> you're giving yourself the sweat lodge treatment, basically. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Maybe that's why I drink so much water these days. Yeah, that's um, good.
1: So we're all getting healthier in this horrible time.
0: <laughs> uh, indeed. Yeah. But season five, we're at the
1: end of it. What are the changes, man? What are the changes? I mean, from this season? What's changed over the course of it? God, I mean, this is kind of like, this is kind of... Kind of big, big overarching stuff, but uh, what's changed for me? I think more than anything, just that I enjoy the show more. I think that the show is, oh, wow. you know, the, I I think we've and we've touched on this earlier in the season, but I just think season five is really kind of when they hit their stride, which is it sounds kind of like I'm damning the show with faint praise because they, at this point were the top show in America for several years. But I think that this is when <laughs> they finally figured out how to write for Tim in a way that was actually endearing.
0: And, um, yeah, yeah you know, I think this is probably my most enjoyed season thus far. Interesting. Well, yeah. I, I, I want to put a pin in that and we'll get more deep into those thoughts, uh, during our super spectacular. Exactly. Um, which is one of our bonus episodes coming up. Exactly. Um, yeah, I could. But to give you a, a sneak preview of my thoughts, yeah. um, I think I agree with you. I, the fragmented nature of our recording this season has honestly left me a little bit confused as to what was season four and what was early season five, <laughs> and so, just confused in general, really <laughs> confused in general. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'd be curious to kind of do a, a quick review of the season, but I generally agree with you uh, that. This is definitely an uptick in quality uh, across the board, um, and I know that you you sometimes get a little—I uh, don't know what the word I want to use is—but y- you rail against uh, some of the fluffier episodes at times. Yes, yes, and I—I I don't know. I mean, I like a good balance, and the fact that we had like the heaviest episode <laughs> of the entire series this <laughs> season. Yes. Um, I don't mind having a number of fluffier episodes as well, yeah. Because that's you know I kind of that's kind of what I want out of a sitcom is just you know I want a ridiculous situational comedy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want a farce. You know I want the you know silly situations to generate comedy and not uh, not have to deal with anything too heavy. Yeah, um, and I think that the season kind of veered more in that direction rather than retreading the old waters of pitting. You know the battle of the sexes arguments. Sure, sure, and I mean, and I,
1: I, you know, and as much as I like a show that delves into, uh, you know, a show that isn't just fluff, I'm happy with fluff if the fluff is better executed. Like, you yeah, know, I want, yeah. a, I want well executed goofy stuff, and I just didn't feel like the goofs were always completely earned. But I think that this, yeah, this, e- this season did a better job with that, and also, even the fluffy episodes in the past, the fluffy episodes have been like, Tim's such an asshole, isn't it funny? And now the fluffy right. episodes are like. Hey, some aspect of Tim's personality is funny, but he's trying to do the right thing, which is a—it's <laughs> a—it's—it's it's better fluff. It is higher quality yeah. fluff. It is fluff yeah. you'd
0: take home to meet your mom and dad. It's not the store brand marshmallow fluff. It's no, Kraft. <laughs> Kraft makes marshmallow fluff. Um, I am totally messing up. Who who makes the regular marshmallows? Uh,
1: well, I mean, Stay Puffed makes the makes the popular ones. But Stay I Buffed
0: mean, is a fictional brand in Ghostbusters. Wait, no, it's not. Really? Yeah, I think so. Oh no, that's even worse. I think I read a science on it once. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, okay, well, I don't know what I don't know what's more embarrassing. The fact that I don't know a marshmallow <laughs> brand, or the fact that I thought that the <laughs> brand from Ghostbusters was the real thing.
0: So it's so, alright. Listen, I I made a claim last week that there are more people alive today than there have been that have died in the history of the world. So I think I think uh in terms of faux pas not knowing if stay puffed was a real company uh is a little more acceptable. I mean we've done a lot of embarrassing things on this show. This shouldn't
1: be this shouldn't be the top of the list. I'm just looking to (laughs) I'm just trying to get an answer to this right now, but of course this is when my internet decides to, to shit the bed. Um okay well and get it off your bed yeah i i seriously i mean i'm in my office right now there's not even a bed in here i don't know how it did it <laughs> um so landon um yeah do we want to just do we want
0: to crack open this final episode of the season uh let's go over some general stuff first tell us a little bit about what happened this week well i don't mind if i do uh, Give us some fluff.
1: Give us the fluff of this episode. I, I'm I'm gonna fluff you so hard. You're gonna Whoa. get fluffed up. <laughs> You're
0: so aggressive. I, I know. I'm so, I'm 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 finishing I strong. ASMR tribute.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna fluff you so hard.
0: Oh, see, it's much more acceptable.
1: Yeah, but it's like, it, but that's like, it's for the, it's people who who want ASMR style vibes, but with very like aggressive things. Like, I'm gonna come <laughs> over your ass there's an audience your for this. Ass. Um. Okay. <laughs> With his 37th birthday approaching, Al finds himself uh. facing a midlife crisis. Yeah, Landon, I was thinking of you during this episode. In search <laughs> of a legacy, he decides to invest his life savings in manufacturing hundreds of copies of his tooltime board games so he can sell them, get rich, and propose to Eileen. But when Tim discovers that the game's faulty wiring causes it to catch fire during play, Al realizes that he stands to lose all of his life savings refunding unhappy customers. But at the last minute, Tim comes to the rescue, deputizing Wilson, Heidi, Jill, Eileen, and Al's brother, Cal, to rewire all of the games before they can be shipped. Overjoyed at his show of support from friends, Al proposes to Eileen. (gasps) Gasp! Gasp! Oh. Yeah, all all sounds that the audience makes. I mean all, I guess also, <laughs> meanwhile Tim Tim finishes building the engine of a hot rod and they really yes. try hard to make us be happy about that happening. Too. Rousing
0: cheer. Yeah. I can't do a, a actual audible <laughs> sound effect for that. Yay. The crowd goes wild. <laughs> is there just a, a applause sign and right next to it is just a elongated yay exclamation point. Yes, yes. Um light up <laughs> the yay sign yeah
1: <laughs> Landon yeah what were your personal reflections on this episode what do you think of it did you
0: like I'll tell it I'll you after you g- g- guess that title oh, oh shit
1: oh man i I thought I was so on top of things by asking you that I forgot our order completely that said
0: <laughs> I have a few options and um, I'm, I'm gonna tell you I would be shocked if you get this one good but this is well I'm gonna I'm gonna reserve my commentary until after uh we reveal it okay so what are your what are your guesses all right. And this is for our uh, Chimichunga Challenge. The Chimichunga ch- Okay, we can't, uh, you know,
1: we can't We can't change it up on them. Into- well, okay, you're right. We need to l- give Taco Bell a chance to redeem
0: themselves or find an ultimate true. restaurant for yeah, true. But in the interim, we can at least call it a Chimichunga Challenge. And then, listen, Taco the- Bell isn't sponsoring us anyway, so why are we promoting that? <laughs> because Chalupa Challenge, Chalupa is a fun word to say. That's the whole reason I've been talking about
1: Chalupas the whole time we've been doing the podcast. Because I like saying Chalupa. <laughs> Chimichanga. Yeah, I know Deadpool likes saying it. You're very no, I'm you're not, very. I'm not doing a edgy. Deadpool reference. I'm just uh, doing
0: a, a phonetically uh, fun reference. Okay. Well,
1: look. The, the, guys. Chimichanga. This is, this is the real reason that we're taking a longer hiatus is we're figuring out what kind of Mexican food we want to promote. Um, <laughs> okay. First option for the title.
0: Yes. Al's well that ends well. Ooh. Okay. Ends uh, well that al's end. Nope, that doesn't work. <laughs> no, but but
1: you tried, and that's and and trying is half the battle. Um, Al's fair in love and war.
0: Okay, I like it.
1: Al didn't start the fire,
0: <laughs> but he did.
1: I know. Well, technically, well, his technically shitty man, he, Yeah, his shitty yeah, contract. He, he got duped. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and lastly, not keeping with the tradition of the other one, Toolman of the board game. Ooh, I like that one. Yeah, like you know, chairman of the board. Yeah, you get
0: it. People get it. I do get it. Yeah, they're all they're all solid. uh, They're all solid guesses. Well, thank Um, you, thank you, and they're all correct. uh, I'm gonna give you a clue. Okay. And uh, I'm gonna give you a pretty direct clue. Oh wow! But it still leaves a lot to um, try to guess. All right, this is exciting for me. It's a play on a very popular Thanksgiving movie. That stars Steve Martin and John Candy. Wow. Okay. All right.
1: Uh. Uh. uh fuck. Uh. I suppose. I mean. Well, it's not. It's not the jerk meets wagons east, so it can't be that. Um, <laughs> it is. Ah. Ding ding ding. Uh. Okay. So. Uh. F- uh. Games. Engine. No. Wait. Game. Games, fires, and automobiles. Games and games. uh, F. Games, fires, and hot rods. Jury, what do we say? Uh, Landon, there's two. There's two of us doing this. There is no. No, I've got
0: a whole jury panel in my. They're silently conferring that, against that is not to tell that, me.
1: That is not safe. Are they wearing masks? They have, are, and they're all
0: six feet apart. I wow. mean, it's crowded in here. I have a jury member in every single corner of this place. This but is why your apartment's they're, they're so warm. They're social distancing.
1: Uh, okay. I mean, great. I guess I'm I'm glad that you're this committed to getting some chalupas for, for our sponsors. Uh,
0: the jury says, I'm sorry. You were close, but no cigar. Well, okay. Well, what was the actual title? Games. Flames and automobiles
1: games flames and automobiles. okay guys listen to me now a plus 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 brilliant title home improvement i think it's i think
0: it's the title of the
1: series so far probably the best one they've done i am so not butthurt to have missed that (laughs) really really good i got so in love with like oh an al centric episode i can trot out all my favorite al puns i wasn't even (laughs) thinking about that games flames and automobiles brilliant Yes. Brilliant.
0: Uh every time you go away. Ah oh, man. Just just <laughs> wonderful. This episode was released, uh released broadcast on May twenty first, nineteen ninety six. Uh the director, we have Pete Filsinger coming back. Ah, old Petey. Uh, I think yeah, what was the last time we saw him, I believe, was A Marked Man back mm-hmm. in 95. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Again, I can't remember if that's season four or five, but uh, um, yeah, I think that was a season four episode. Wow. Um, <laughs> hard, hard to believe there was
1: ever a season four of this show.
0: <laughs> I know, back in uh, 1977. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Jennifer Salada is the writer. This is her first episode as a writer. Well done, Jennifer um, Salata. Not only of... Home
1: Improvement, but her career. Oh, holy damn. Well, well done, Jennifer Salata, even more so. Congratulations
0: on starting off yeah. on, a, on the good foot. This is the first of nine episodes she's going to write between now and the end of the series. Mm. Uh, she also wrote on Two Guys, a Girl, and a Pizza Place. Ah. Uh, two episodes, or I'm sorry, one episode of, uh, no, two episodes of Andy Richter Controls the Universe. <gasps> oh my god, I uh, love that show. That show's yeah. so good. Okay. Uh, agreed. She wrote for Malcolm in the Middle and oh, wow. uh, 11 episodes of The Office. Gee, that that you know what? That that is me applauding a very <laughs> respectable Hollywood career. Congratulations. But here's the thing. I She's also a producer um, who produced uh nine episodes of Andy Richter Controls the Universe. Um Greg the Bunny, Malcolm in the <sighs> Middle, The Whoa. Office, The Newsroom, and most currently Space Force. Jesus with Steve Carell. Wow. She's I what a career! My God, she's still she's still
1: doing well. She's in the she's in the thick of it. I also yeah. like Greg the Bunny and Andy Richter controls the universe and Malcolm in the Middle is speaking to a very specific time and place in my life. Watching
0: all three of those shows. I know. here's the other thing. I, I don't you know want to call out you know women's ages or anything, but what I find kind of interesting is she's only ten years older than me. Wow, and was a writer on the show, so I'm like trying to put myself in 1996 and like add 10 years i still feel like i would be a, too much of a baby to write for a tv show <laughs>
1: i mean some people I, some people are just you know born to uh born to be wild born to be I writers so. i guess yeah i mean i well I'm,
0: and this was her first ever uh credited writer so you know like is the beginning of her career so i guess that kind of yeah. explains why she's so young in it but well um, and but okay but also if if you're <laughs>
1: That's still huge to be the only credited writer on an episode of the most popular sitcom in America and that's your first writing credit. I mean, presumably she like, worked <laughs> her way up through the writer's room or had written something else that wouldn't be like a book or a good right. spec screenplay or something and got either way, yeah, I'm just so happy exactly. for her. That's awesome. I wish that my I wish that my career would follow that trajectory rather than <laughs> the one it is currently following, which is a lot of unemployment. Uh you'll get there, buddy. Oh, thanks, Landon. Um, but did you Landon, feel about this episode? No. No. <laughs> what did you think about this episode? I, try, I asked you first. What did you, you first, think of it? But what did you think, Landon? Come on.
0: Um, You know, uh, it was... Uh, I, I think this... Ep- I ended up liking it, but I think it kind of got off to a rocky start, particularly yeah. with the backstage stuff with Tim. Like, yeah. Immediately, I was just like, oh, God, here's Tim run amok. Um, but... I think going on what you said earlier uh, about the season in general, it's the people around him who kind of reigned him in to make him do a good. Yes, and, do a good. Uh, <laughs> he did a good. One uh, <laughs> X good. I, yeah, that um, ultimately made me like the episode and, you know, uh, kind of counterweight uh, Tim's, you know, uh, initial Gruntiness? I don't know what you want to call it. But. No, gruntiness is what it is. <laughs> the other note I have here is that I'm a little... At this point, we, we get maybe two episodes, Al-centric episodes a season. Mm-hmm. And I I feel like they have a better bead on Al's... The writers have a better bead on Al's character when he's supporting rather than when he's starring. Mm-hmm. Because I, I feel like they make him a little too they rely too much on his sensitivity and make him a little too soft yeah. for his uh his you know um characters episodes. So I, I would like to see something more I don't know just comedy based, you know, put him in a fish out of water scenario or or something that oh, isn't, yeah. isn't, you know, relying on some sort of insecurity of his. Uh yeah. where other people around him then have to comment on his life and the way he's living it.
1: Yeah, an, an episode which is just Al fucking something up and having to fix it in his own way rather than yeah. rather than like Al in trouble and people have to help him and it's a big emotional moment that brings everyone together.
0: Right. Or, you know, like go go Godot where he ends <laughs> up in jail, like some some sort of situation that like Tim does something that has to like send Al out, you know, somewhere. So, like, Al is out and about because what Tim has, you know, uh, put forth, uh, you know, story-wise. Then Al finds himself trying to pick up the pieces of Tim's bullshit, but also then finding himself out of water. and You know, whatever. I don't need to write the whole episode right now, but <laughs> you yes. get what I'm going for. Like, yeah, I'd yeah. rather see that, you know, him adapting to his surroundings than trying to struggle with his insecurities.
1: Him Al adapting to his surroundings. Surroundings. There's not even L's in those words (laughs) Uh, until I got done with them. (laughs)
0: Um, What did you think about this episode?
1: Um I was not as critical as you um I liked it just just flat out because I was just happy to see an alcentric episode although I now having heard your assessment i I agree with you I guess I would have liked to have seen more of a fish out of water situation um <laughs> oh, bitch. but I, I I feel like just in terms of you know the plot here had a very solid beginning middle and end uh, I agree mm-hmm. with you Tim at the beginning was very off-putting to me but i th- I found it really genuinely sweet the way Tim kind of comes to, to like figures out how to save al yeah. and it and it goes in a way that like we've seen plenty of episodes where tim is boorish for the entire episode and then at the end of it he does one half-assed nice thing and we're supposed to buy that as a redemption right, In this episode yeah. tim is an asshole at the beginning and then he does a pretty big like he does a pretty big favor for al at the end and also sacrifices time spent with his hot rod to do it which i get it is pretty small
0: potatoes but <laughs> but for Tim, I mean that's the whole thing. It's all relative, right? Yeah. I mean, we grade Tim on a curve, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: and uh, yeah, so I mean, I, I felt like um, I felt like it was a sweet episode, and I was happy for Al and the progress Al makes in his life, and I was, and also just it was genuinely affecting to me to see the way all of Al's friends came together to help him yeah. out, and it reminded me of uh, "It's a Wonderful Life" in a sense, uh-huh. or "It's Al Wonderful Life." Fowl life. Oh fuck, that's even better. Ah shit. <laughs> beat me at my own
0: game. Beat, my, beat that's, me at my that's own. It, I don't know. Tool time it's board. Been game. Five seasons. I'm surprised you haven't picked up on my tactics yet. I let you get all the bullshit ones out, and then I find the one you didn't use and use that.
1: <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> hey, you know what? You're uh, this is this is great. You're like the you're like the uh, fish who uh, follow behind the fishing boats and just eat all the <laughs> chum
0: they throw over the side. Ex- exactly. Not the fish. Um, the, the birds. That's exactly it. Fish and birds, they're the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, I saw an are. evolution on it once. Oh. Um <laughs> So let's get into this episode, but yes. before we do, I uh, think, well, but if, is it, if is you is told me...
1: Some patrons, maybe?
0: Yeah, before we started the show, you said you wanted to thank some people, so I, I want to give you the space to thank them. I did. Well, thank you, Landon, and I appreciate you giving me this space. Oh, was I the think. person you wanted to thank? Well, yes, it's
1: you, and that's it. Let's, let's get on with it. No <laughs> well, one else makes you. this show possible, except for... Some of our lovely patrons, who I want to take a second to thank right now. I want to thank Tom with the two M's. I want to thank John, and I want to thank Tara. I want to thank John with the one N. I mean, I guess the other John also has one N. This is also a joke I think I probably made before. (laughs) Regardless, I want to thank, if your name is John and you're listening right now, thank you. Even, you know, well, especially if you're one of our patrons. Uh, I want to thank (laughs) Mateson. And uh, uh-huh. and, uh, and I would be remiss if I did not also thank Kirstie for everything that she does for this show. um. And, and those are the people who I want to thank. Those are the people who make this, this bullshit that we continue
0: to do possible week after week. Thank you, one and all. And I want to say I'm threatened by each and every one of you for taking away from the thank you that Truman gave me before he thanked you guys. So I am now threatened and intimidated by each and every one of you.
1: And I want to tell each and every one of you that if you want to fight Landon, I know all of his weaknesses. <laughs> just show up in a bear costume that's that's pretty much it i was going to suggest bringing a bear but a bear costume is significantly cheaper and and logistically less of a headache as well um oh my god yeah but so okay well we've we've got that out of the way
0: paying the bills (laughs) let's go into the deep dive of this episode and uh from the diving board we crack our head backstage of tool time where uh because it's made a concrete it's not actually a a pool we're diving into oh okay a a, a tv show uh all right (laughs) heidi is uh telling tim and al good show uh see you next uh september let me sign your yearbook um (laughs) it's a fun jazz they're doing a two-week hiatus but okay (laughs) go off (laughs)
1: <laughs> um Yeah, and uh, she, you know, congratulating him on a show, well done. Asking Tim if he wants the big or the small ice pack to treat some unseen injury. And uh, but yeah. we see the injury. <laughs> oh yes, we do. The it, the as they, you know, Al walks in from from the stage, and then Tim walks in, and he's got the grunt creep riding on his shoulders, just pounding on his head with a hammer.
0: <laughs> so I, I just wanted to take a pause and. Crack that open for Wait, a moment. We are, we are, we are 0.5 seconds in. I know. Okay, <laughs> guys, slow things down. <laughs> Listen, we're taking an extended break, so I'll give you an extended uh, episode here. As um, opposed to our normal episodes, which are so brief. <laughs> Just a picture of brevity. <laughs> what was your impression, based on our conversations of what the Grunt Creep is, how he lives, what his existence means, what was your takeaway from him bashing tim over the head well my note was just the grunt creep is cool now that's how much i <laughs> i
1: approved of what he was doing in that moment uh i don't know i i love i love the this idea that the grunt creep has now um I, maybe this is the beginning of a like i like this idea that that from now on the grunt creep will be an even more active participant who will be like actively <laughs> tormenting the characters or like that the grunt creep is like the is like some kind of mental anguish that Tim is experiencing personified <laughs> that only we, the audience can see like the
0: great well, is a yeah, metaphor for depression. That's the, the question here, uh, at least for me is, are we to believe that the home improvement logo is Tim's, I guess, id personified and that we can, we are the only ones who can see it. Like if he's having a headache, his idea of what could be causing the headache is his own brain throbbing and his brain is manifest, or his mind is manifest as the home improvement logo, home improvement. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or is this a, is this still a sentient creature that lives in the void and has come out? Uh, and this is the first act of war. Uh, against the humans. See, I certainly like
1: both, and I hate that we can't have it both ways, but I like it that this is... Well, I mean, I guess,
0: yeah, I mean, nothing matters. This podcast is nonsense, but... (laughs) Well, that, and we just don't have definitive proof either way yet, so I think we can still humor both. Okay, I mean, we should investigate both options,
1: but I also like the idea that this is, like, this is Judgment Day. This is when this is when the war
0: <laughs> between the transitions and the cast of Home Improvement truly began. So are you suggesting that the various iterations we've seen of the Grunt Creep up until now have all been different, uh, I guess, updates, different versions of the same uh, Skynet robot. Oh, that, yes, so, so like the the beefy armed one was Grunt Creep 1.0. <laughs> yeah. Now yeah. we're at like Grunt Creep 4.0. Uh, look, and Tim is lucky that it wasn't the beefy armed, thick home improvement
1: Grunt Creep that's <laughs> that was bashing him with the hammer because he'd be dead. It, this would be beyond the capacity of an
0: ice pack to fix. <laughs> you know what? I just realized. What? We didn't have a single instance of the K and B construction guys this season. No, we did not. We were we were K and B free. That is a bummer Yeah Um, It's a can bummer construction (laughs) Heidi says she's going on her dream vacation over the summer Asks Tim what he's going to do He says he's going to go on his dream vacation as well To his garage To work on the hot rod Yep and uh, and meanwhile, you know, Heidi
1: asks Al, who is over by his locker changing out of his flannel into one of several identical flannels that are hanging in the locker, and he says that he's just going to go to his cabin alone to think about how his best years have slipped away, and uh, Heidi just goes, okay, bye, and... Uh... <laughs> Al is uh, and very clearly yeah,
0: fishing for, for help here. Yeah, and of course, Tim is the last person who's going to fall for a fishing scheme, at least in regards to uh, friends talking about feelings. Yeah. Um, And he kind of squirms in his chair and, and kind of guffaws at Al, uh, Al's pathetic attempts at um, getting attention. Um, but he finally comes out with it and says yes. that uh, this year he's turning the big... 3-7. Oh, boy. This is the first time I've ever written this note, and I hope it's the last. Yeah. Fuck you, Al. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listeners, I, this this I, I, applies to no one at all, because uh, who knows when you'll find this episode, but I just had my birthday this week, <laughs> uh, turning 38, <laughs> and let me tell you, uh, I don't feel good being older than now. <laughs> I, I I cannot imagine that you did. When as soon as I
1: saw it, I was like, I'm sorry I can't be there with Landon to like touch his arm and say it's not your fault. Social distance. I know, but that's the thing. I'm this this damn pandemic prevented
0: me from it. Uh it it was a weird feeling. I still feel weird about it, and I'm glad that we have a extended break coming up so that I can get back on terms with it. Luckily, <laughs> the, the only, only thing cabin. that's brought me <laughs> I wish I had a cabin. The one thing that brought me back from the brink is the pace at which we watch these seasons. He will outage me by the time we're done with the series. So I feel better about that. Okay, well, that's 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 a relief, isn't it? That yeah, (laughs) through time dilation, you'll be able to you'll be able to be younger than Al. (laughs) But what's his uh, his whole crisis here? What's his midlife crisis going on about?
1: Well, as he puts it, he's upset because he's a 37-year-old bachelor who's a career second banana. He's complaining that he has no real creative endeavors or no real active, um, you know, active role in something that he's creating. He also, I took this down because I loved it, he just, he laments that, I have very little pizzazz.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And even though I don't like Tim in this scene so much, his delivery and... I think just because Al used the word pizzazz made Tim's retort uh, somewhat funny to me, because t- Tim just goes, "No, Al, you have no pizzazz." <laughs> <laughs> no, it. Now, I I
1: did not like Tim saying that line simply because I think that Al has a fair amount of pizzazz, and also I think that the the joke was funny enough with Al just saying, "I have very little pizzazz."
0: <laughs> I see, and this is I think where. We disagree, but not because of Tim or because of Al, but because of our definition of pizzazz. Oh, I see. I I think pizzazz is a very hard uh, commodity to come by. Uh,
1: I I think so, too, but I think that Al has come by a great deal of it. I think that pizzazz is... I mean... (laughs) Pizzazz is the laughter of children on a summer day. Pizzazz is is the Pizzazz is waking up and opening your window and a blue jay is outside your window.
0: I, I will say he's shown Pizzazz potential when he went into the uh the rendition of uh, Pirates of Pizzazz. Yes. That that showed Pizzazz. Yes. Um his uh some of his you know kicking the belt out of his uh, or kicking the hammer out of his belt—that showed total pizzazz. pizzazz potential. Huge, no, huge. On amount the whole, of though, he's kind of the opposite of pizzazz. I, but I, I love him for it.
1: I don't know. I think he has a fair amount. I think, yeah, I just I perceive zazz differently than you do. I think the fact that he has a massive fan club <laughs> and that everybody likes him more than Tim, yeah. uh, is
0: a is a sign that he has a great deal of zazz. Let's not confuse that with Zaz, uh, because that's gonna make me want to go get a pizza. No, 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 no. He, well, I mean, and I don't know. I'm, I think he also likes Zaz, but
1: uh, <laughs> yeah, I, um, I don't know. Anyway, we, we could go back. So and yeah, he's on that all day. He's
0: kind of fishing for these things, and Tim's like, "Well, no, that's not exactly true. You, you have creative endeavors. What about Gadget Corner?" And, <laughs> uh, and I was like, "I didn't come up with that. You did." And he's like, "No, I didn't. I just took credit for it." <laughs> and at that point, I was that Tim completely lost me. There was just like. You're admitting these things outright, but even if, he, if it's a joke, it's a shitty joke to make. But at least he's at least he's also
1: admitting though, like, yeah, no, I did a shitty thing. That's why you feel bad is because I've been shitty to you. Even if he doesn't <laughs> recognize it enough to feel bad about it, at least he's not like trying to conceal his role in the in, in everything.
0: <laughs> True, uh, but then he brings up you. What about that tool time game? You did that. I didn't like it, but everybody else did. Yeah. Uh, again, fuck you, Tim. But yes. you know, this kind of ignites a, a you know enthusiasm in Ali. He's like, you're right. I did do no. that. And um, he gets and Tim, the idea to like re, reinvest himself in it.
1: Yeah. And and Tim says, feel better now. And Al goes, I do. And Tim says, good. Because even if you don't, I'm
0: still leaving. And then he walks out, undoing we get a, any warmth. Yeah. yeah. No, not at all. We get a light bulb transition, like an idea bulb uh, transition that bursts and takes us to the theme song. Yes. Um, now... I have been reading a lot lately. I just decided I, I've been trying Look to catch you. up on a few novels the, that I've. <laughs> big brain on Landon, you've read Dune already. You don't have any more books to read. You've read the <laughs> book. <laughs> I, I listen, I'm I'm. I, listen, as a, as a uh, to to paint myself in a better light, I would call myself an avid reader. Mm. Um, but if we want to be real about it, I'm a bit of an obsessive reader. True. Um, so, it's you are, you are, if anything, you are obsessive. That is, that yeah. is you. I agree with that. Uh, I'm aware of it and I make sure that it doesn't bring me any harm. Yes. But I read a lot. Um, and so I've always uh, wanted to read, uh, Devil in the White City. Oh, yeah. It's a great book. I've read that book. You have? Oh, wow. Uh, so I literally just started it. Um, And I think earlier this year, might have been late last year, I was watching something on the History Channel about H.H. Mm Holmes. And uh, so the idea of the murder mansion is in my head uh, at the moment. And I couldn't help but think of it during this tool time, or during the the home improvement theme. Um, Because it's a house being constructed. It has all these (laughs) weird chambers that we don't see with our eyes during the episodes. Oh, no. (laughs) <laughs> um, oh. And Landon. I'm just I'm positing that, that maybe there's some sinister stuff going on. And I even mentioned last week that there's something a little off about Mark uh and Mark in that basement.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so this whole time that we've this whole time that we thought Randy was the serial killer, it's actually been
0: Mark. It's been a very clever misdirect. I I think that maybe Randy just kind of like introduced Mark, who had the actual configuration of of personality traits because he was kind of a you know uh, close with Jill true um, that maybe maybe he just Randy introduced the actual serial killer to the art of serial killing you know um, that doesn't seem
1: too far off base because honestly I mean it could be a thing where like Randy was a little bit into serial killing as a kid and then he grew out of it but Mark also was into it but then like really got passionate about it (laughs) <laughs> you know, and they matured in different directions. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He kept with it. He found he found
0: a hobby that he loved. <laughs> uh, there's also one other thing I want to mention about this theme song. Mm-hmm. It's the only instance yet again two weeks in a row where we see Jonathan Taylor Thomas. I know. I you the, the seeds of
1: what happens next season have been sown. He clearly has a busy movie career going into. <laughs>
0: uh, do you think he was shooting Tom and Huck when this uh, when these episodes were being filmed? Well, as we learned in JTT Junction last week, the hiatus didn't start until March or April, so I would imagine, since that movie takes place mostly outside, that they would have shot that in the summer on their off time. Hmm. Well, then, I don't know. Maybe this was when he was shooting uh, Getting Even with Dad. <laughs> that would have been, I think, the previous season. doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Who knows? Maybe he yes. he hit his minor hours that he can work uh, in a year. But, uh... <laughs> I was thinking, since this is the only uh, glimpse we have of JTT this uh, this episode, that it's as good a time as any to go into JTT Junction. Yeah,
1: junction. let's do it.
0: Let's just let's let's knock it out two two. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, by next season, the trolley will be fixed um, because yeah. we're not going to finish season four. We're going to have an extended break in the middle of a chapter. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, uh, oh, man. But I think I've found a good place for us to pause. And maybe we'll go into a little bit of this during our um, uh, Super Spectacular, just to just to catch up. Yeah. Uh, so for those of you who don't know, <laughs> JTT Junction is <sighs> where we read excerpts from the book Totally JTT! Exclamation point by Michael Ann Johns, the unauthorized biography is, of Jonathan Taylor Thomas. This is why I, I need the hiatus. It's entirely if because <laughs> of me. <laughs> You are following along. There's no calendars in this book. You should at least be happy about that. Uh, yeah, um, Landon, I'm trying to find the small, small blessings. <laughs> if you're following along with us, we are in chapter four on page 46, about halfway down. Um, Truman, do you remember what happened last week? Uh, last week, we learned about how JTT, like, well, we, we learned about what he likes to
1: eat. We learned about how he gets to set. <laughs> we learned about what he reads in the newspaper when he's on his way to the set. <laughs>
0: Kind of a, a, a hour by hour, like a day in the life of JTT on set. Is this is what we learned. This is the meat of the book. This is what this is what you bought the book to, to read. This is what you <laughs> wanted to know. We got some really good stuff this week. Uh, oh, really? So let's just dump dump. Let's just dump it and get yeah, on with the episode. Let's just dump. <laughs> let's get on with it uh, and get into it. So here we go. <clears throat> in those early days, his co-stars. Zach and Taryn had the most in common with JTT since the three kids, uh, since the three were the only kids on set. Though they were originally bonded, hold on, I got. I'm reading this at an awkward angle, so oh. it's making this worse. So that's just, your problem. That's my problem. Watch, it's going to improve so much. Uh, right about now, <laughs> though they'd originally bonded because none had real, uh, none had real friends his own age in LA. That was a really weirded worded uh, sentence. Uh, yeah. It didn't take long for JTT and Zach to find uh, find other common ground. Sports were a big link. Both Jonathan and Zach were serious sports fanatics and loved to play basketball, football, and especially soccer. Mm. Mm-hmm. In their respective LA areas, the first thing each had done after registering at school was join a soccer league. Between scenes, they'd often kick a soccer ball around the Disney lot. And no mention of Arsenio Hall here. That's yeah, too bad. He <laughs> he gave him the football, and that was it. No no other no, no more sports equipment was was donated. Uh, besides sports, the two shared an impish sense of humor. Both were high energy kids who loved to play pranks and dash around the set between takes. Yet both could stop on a dime and be ready to deliver his lines on cue. Very maneuverable these kids. And neither, of course, was very different from the character he was assigned to play. Their roles mm-hmm. seemed. Taylor made for them. Oh God! Please tell me. Tell,
1: please tell. Like, is this like italicized or something? In quotes.
0: Yes. Oh boy. Oh God. And uh, I, I think the golf company maybe sued the book after this was published. <laughs> um, awesome quote. Awesome joke for all the golf fans who listen to our <laughs> podcast. <laughs> quote: golf heads. <laughs> quote. <laughs> Uh, Zach and I gravitate toward one another uh, naturally. Jonathan once explained in uh, of his early relationship with his co-star, adding in typical pre-adolescent fashion. But I'm the oldest and the leader. Ugh. I like that. I like <laughs> being the leader. I may not be the biggest, but I can always say I'm the oldest. We do this. <laughs> wow. Okay. Of Authoritarian course. Authoritarian streaks. <laughs> Zach didn't always agree with that assessment. <laughs> And then there was Terran. On the show, as Mark, he's always being picked on and teased by his big brothers. But when oh, the cameras turn off, things were a little bit different. JTT and Zach never ganged up on Terran. Like typical older brothers, uh, there were times when they looked out for Terran and times that they did their own thing. Quote, We don't leave him out, uh, super sensitive Jonathan said. <laughs> super sensitive Jonathan. Even though he's three years younger, that's a big difference in mentality and athletic ability. We're more coordinated, so when we play sports, we pair him up with a bigger person. Huh. End quote. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Like all actors on Home Improvement, each of the boys had his own dressing room. A sign on Jonathan's door read, The Great Randini... And inside, he plastered his walls uh, with posters of his favorite basketball, baseball, and hockey players, as well as posters from cool movies like Boys in the Hood. <laughs> what, what are some other cool movies?
1: Is Cool World one of them? <laughs>
0: I, I, I don't know, but there's just a, a lot of unspoken commentary uh, about that fragment of that sentence, but I'm not going to touch it. Wow. Um When you walked by JTT's home away from home in those days, you heard music constantly. At the time, he was into rap and the sweet harmonies of boys to men. (laughs) Weren't we all? Uh, (laughs) During during the show's uh, first few years, Zach and Taryn's rooms were situated right next to Jonathan's, making it much easier for the boys to hang out together. Truth is, the guy's gotten so... Tight. they used to uh, cut up behind the scenes running um, uh, constantly running around the set whooping and hollering. <laughs> uh, can you tell this is written by someone who uh, <laughs> thinks that Boys in the Hood is quote-unquote a cool movie? <laughs>
1: I'm just trying to think of other cool movies and all I can come up with is, is One Night at McCool's. Um, <laughs> what, uh, just like running around the set whooping and hollering. Like, <laughs> what,
0: what are your hobbies? Well, I like to whoop and occasionally holler if time permits. <laughs> <laughs> not necessarily in that order. Sometimes no, no, I holler no. before I hope. Um,
1: <laughs> and and anyway. occasionally
0: I hoot as well <laughs> because nothing goes with hollering like hooting. <laughs> it's my favorite cereal. Um, it got to the point where they'd earned themselves the reputation as the home imps. Ooh, that's clever. That's <laughs> also, that, that I would be an alternate name for the grunt creep Honestly, I know I'm kicking myself that we didn't come up with that, but yeah, whatever. Um, that not entirely positive image became a little more public when Entertainment Tonight did one of its first the scene pieces on the show. Uh-oh. Quote, E.T. came in and made it look like we were little monsters, Jonathan said later, "Uh, when we were but, really just active, energetic, <laughs> normal kids.
1: End but, quote. But if if you take the idea that kids are little monsters,
0: then, then he's basically <laughs> confirming their reporting. Uh, And also, I could see JTT starring in the movie Little Monsters instead of Fred Savage. Yes. uh, Had that movie come out 10 years later. Uh, Also, I really want to see that Entertainment Tonight segment now that depicts the children (laughs) as as menaces on the loose. (laughs) Uh, I'll have to look that up after we're done here. If I find it, I'll I'll share it somewhere. If we're ever Um, done here. uh, Just a few more. We're almost uh, through... It wasn't a big deal, but it was the first time Jonathan was surprised at the power of the press to misrepresent him. It wouldn't be the last time. Hey, fake news, am I right, guys? (laughs) Uh, All three boys had something else in common. Since all were minors, they were all required by law to have a guardian on set at all times. Most of the time, it was their moms. Claudine for JTT, Jenny for Zach, and Candy for Taryn uh the young mothers gravitated toward each other much in the same way that their sons had since each woman had another non-professional child at home to take care of also jonathan's older brother joel zach's sister siri and jonathan uh sister aria did they also did they also like whooping and hollering (laughs) quite possibly or is that, is Um, that just like a is that a hollywood thing (laughs) <laughs> That's just a Hollywood thing. Once you are a child actor in Hollywood, you're given your little monster card, and that gives you the license to whoop and holler. <laughs> my my favorite James Bond Junior movie, A License to Whoop and Holler. <laughs> um, so the the mothers would often take turns uh, watching each other's boys on the set because they had other people other kids at home. I see. Uh, yes, that concludes JTT Junction for this week. Nay. This season, uh, less we bring it up in our super spectacular, let's get back to this episode, which is barely in progress. (laughs) I know, I know. Let's, let's, let's supercharge our hot rod and go to the garage where
1: Tim is working on the hot rod with Mark. And uh, he and in, in this little conversation with Mark, they address uh, kind of one of the running gags that I think we have uh, given the series where <laughs> yes. Tim asks Mark, how does it feel to work on your first hot rod? And he says, Dad, I worked on the last one. And he says, well, what did, wait, really? What did you do? He and built it. Yeah. He did everything. He did all the work because you were too busy <laughs> boinking your wife. Um, But, you know, right? Not a bad or, reason. No, no, not a bad reason at all. I always choose to boink my wife over build a car. Yeah well and tim would rather boink his car um but uh you know mark tells him what he did and tim says oh god well i remember the hot rod i but you're a total blank and uh so anyway mark wanders out jill wanders in and she says to tim like tim did you tell al he was creative and (laughs) which is just such a funny question yeah
0: such a specific thing and the way she seems so upset about it I know not not. what did you say to Al at work or you know what did you tell Al did you tell Al he was creative how dare <laughs> you sir uh, and then thus continues um, some of the unpleasantness of Tim from the first scene where he tries to explain to Jill that Al was in one of his weepy moods and then he kind of mocks uh, Al's sensitivity and um, which kind of really rubbed me the wrong way. Uh, yeah, yeah, just a whole lot. You know, he says he
1: says if I, you know, I had to tell Ally was creative, otherwise I'd still be there listening to him whining and like going on, you know, no, no, I'm true, I'm getting old, I don't have anything I like in my life, and just, you know,
0: making. <laughs> That's, you uh, kind of went uh, a, a little, a little Dracula with that. Uh, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> blah blah. <laughs> Whiny I, Dracula is a character that we need to put in a sketch somewhere. I'm turning <laughs> the big 37. I don't have any blood anymore? What do I do? All these virgins are going away. <laughs> Nobody wants to buy my board game. Blah. <laughs> well, maybe don't call it blah, and people will be more interested in it. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh boy. But Jill says that Eileen she just got off the phone with Eileen and said that uh Al just poured his entire life savings into buying five hundred versions of the tool time board game. Yes, and he and, even made a commercial. Yes. Which
1: has me wondering like Wait, What's the time frame here? How long has it been since they left set? (laughs) Like, did this happen in one afternoon?
0: Well, I have a theory on this. Um, You always do. I always do. And uh, I'm going to save it uh, for a little bit later when it actually uh, comes. Well, it's in the next scene, so uh, we don't have to wait too long. Uh, But Jill demands that Tim go over there and talk to Al and straighten this whole thing out. Yes. And And we get a tool time game transition Mm -hmm. to Al's apartment. We do, which is now chock full of uh, tool time board games, but
1: which are in massive, massive. Why are the boxes? boxes so big? It's like, like, and listen, I would get it in in the the time that we live in now, in these uncertain times. Uh, board games are now you r- routinely will see like some epic strategy game that has 6 million pieces and takes 20 years to learn how to play <laughs> yes it comes in a box that big because they did a kickstarter raised millions of dollars and had to put a million things in it to satisfy all the <laughs> yeah, tier yeah, rewards right? but in the 90s board games were simple like yes. Risk was the most complicated board game there was and and the tool time board game looks
0: a lot more like Candyland if you ask me so <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's very not complicated and the box is like the size of the uss flag playset from gi joe i mean that which is the biggest game or biggest toy i think maybe ever invented uh, Yeah, i mean the box is just so freaking huge man yeah um that alone would sink the sales of your game where is your family going to store that thing
1: at, and, where, and how do you ship and store – like how are, how are places right. going to carry those? There was a – thing. look, there was a – and I, th- I feel like I've talked about this before, but there was some Kickstarter board game thing several years ago where they raised way more money than they intended to and they ha- wound up having to put – and the whole plan was like, yeah, we'll raise the initial investment on Kickstarter and then we'll license and sell the game to – you know, retailers or whatever, but they wound up, the game had to become so massive because of all the money that they'd made and all of the tier rewards they had to give out. Oh, wow. That then, like, the the box, the, the box weighed, like, 40 pounds, and so they, <laughs> they all they were able to do was, like, send it to all the Kickstarter backers, and then the game was too unwieldy to sell anywhere, so the thing lost money overall. Jeez. I feel like that's what the Tool Time board game is gonna do. That's this- why you have strategists. <laughs> <laughs> you that's why you don't just have al in his apartment making a game <laughs> right so, right the games are huge and he's got a, a repairman in there installing multiple additional phone lines so that yes. he can take all the orders also i have to wonder al there's one of you and there's three phones <laughs>
0: and you have <laughs> well two i hands. mean we we learn a little bit that he's uh he's invited his brother cal um back to help him man the phones true um, yes and you know, I would presume the other one would be for Eileen. Ah, okay, okay, fine, fine. Um, but want to take a quick uh, detour into character actor corner for the telephone install man. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a that's a technical term, right? Yes. It's uh, install <laughs> the install dude is is yeah. the preferred term. Oh, got it. Okay. Uh, so uh, this gentleman is played by Wesley Thompson, mm-hmm. and uh, he has been in eighty six things. Okay. Mostly movies. Okay. Well, I shouldn't say mostly. He. It looks like a pretty even mix, to be perfectly honest. Um, he started in 1978 uh, in a short called "Teenage Father." I'm looking for mm. a couple TV series. Uh, The Incredible Hulk is one of his first um, oh. credits. Cheers is one of his first <gasps> credits. Very early episode in 1983. Just wow. played a photographer. Okay. Okay.
1: <laughs> not um, not a lot of th- this actor is African American, and you can kind of count on one hand the number of speaking you know like speaking lines for African Americans on Cheers. Yeah, so, right.
0: Uh, and well, a lot of shows. Let's be perfectly honest here. Um, uh, but cheers, cheers, especially Cheers, especially uh, Mash uh, again just played uh, a corpsman. Okay. Uh, not not a corpse, but a corpseman. A uh, Corman. Um, yes. <laughs> Harvey Corman. A uh, he was on Hill Street Blues. Um, mm. Brewster's Millions, the movie. uh, The Richard Pryor one. Um, yeah. I'm trying to look at some of the other more... He was in L.A. Story, the Steve Martin movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, L.A. Story. I didn't know they made a True Colors uh TV show. Interesting. He was on an episode of Tales from the Crypt. Ooh. He was on an episode of Seinfeld. He was in an episode of Coach Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Okay. Uh, most recently... He was on, uh, in Iron Man 3. Oh, fascinating. Um, I'm gonna look right. at the... I, I've completely skipped over the era of ER, so let me well, yeah, uh, I mean, throw some I'm, things out here. I'm prepared to make my guess, but okay. Okay. He was on Chicago Hope. He was on Malcolm in the Middle. Uh, he was well, on LA Law. Those are the ones I'll give you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Was uh, he on ER? No, he was not on ER. He was on ER. Shit.
1: Although I didn't get the title, so it doesn't matter anyway. Wow. <laughs> in, okay. In two episodes, it
0: looks like it's a two-parter. He played somebody named Fritz. Ah, Fritz. Yes. Who could forget Fritz on ER? <laughs> um, anyway, that is Wesley uh, Thompson. Let's get back to the episode already in progress. Yes.
1: Yes. Uh so uh so anyway Tim comes into the apartment and uh he and the repairman recognize one well he recognizes the the repairman recognizes him and he says like oh yeah I know you oh do you watch Tool Time no but my wife is the head nurse at the emergency ward and then <laughs> he, and, he and Tim have this kind of hilarious little exchange where it's like oh my god how's Martha doing hey did you, I've heard so much about you how did you get over that little gambling problem and he goes
0: yeah <laughs> um, and then then there's like this weird silence it's like oh A personal barrier has been crossed and we don't know how to get rid of it, so uh we're men. I guess we just gotta leave the room now. (laughs) I was honestly really hoping that this
1: joke would come back later where this guy is betting on the tool time board game or something, but you know, that's that's fine.
0: I'm happy I'm happy for this repairman to just have a have a nice, simple life on his own. Um, Um Yeah. Al is incredibly confident, uh, this newfound confidence coming directly from uh the encouragement that Tim gave him. Mm-hmm. Uh he confesses to Tim that, you know, uh with his he, he's confident in his financial future for the first time in his life, so much so that he's ready to propose to Eileen. Yes. And I would say it's it's kind of it's kind of chilling that Tim
1: has been so emotionally abusive to Al for so long that one half-assed pep talk, it, oh, like God, yes. so, gives him so much confidence because it's like something he's he's been deprived of any sort of commiseration or and you know or, Tim's getting
0: off on that power too.
1: Oh yeah, no, absolutely, he can give it and take it away, but uh, that like that, that is enough to get Al to basically wreck his life potentially over this game, yeah. Um, Except except that proposing to Eileen was not wrecking his life at all. Eileen is wonderful. Come on, Eileen. But uh, she... Um, <laughs> yes, she is... Uh, he's going to propose to her uh, as soon as the games start going out and selling. Uh, also, they watch Al's commercial for the game on TV.
0: And here's, here's the point I have. So... Yes. Um, we brought it up in the last uh, scene. How much time has passed between when Tim <laughs> gave him this yeah. advice and Al going out to do this. Now, here's the thing. Al says, oh, look, my... Commercial is coming on TV and then yes. he runs over the TV and presses play. <laughs> uh so because he mailed
1: a VHS tape to every household in Detroit. And and it's like you it, it comes on
0: TV as soon as you put it in okay. and switch your TV to channel three. Actually, I hadn't considered that. Maybe he was hitting the record button to record mm-hmm, his commercial. Mm-hmm. That would be interesting. Oh, that could be it, yeah. Except you think he also have a tape of it if he shot it himself. And right, gave right. It to the, okay. Well, well, we know how much he loves his home video. So uh, maybe he wants, you know, uh, getting it from, you know, the comedy central logo going into his commercial and coming back out. Of um, course. Anyway, the uh, uh, theory that I had, or the hypothesis is that Al, since uh, we were first introduced to this board game has secretly been moving forward on it. And, Went forward on making a commercial himself, which is why it looks so low budget. Uh, he didn't actually put any of his own—I well, mean, he put his own money into it, but it not his life savings. Well, I, so it's something he had on hand, ready to go. I think there's a little bit of deception going on with Al here.
1: I don't know how much money Al would have to put into the production of the TV commercial, given that he works for a TV show and
0: knows everyone well, you'd need. That's and has why I think the he- equipment he maybe did it on the DL because he probably snuck into the tool time studio after dark, uh, to record this without anybody knowing. Yes. Now, and you now get in deep trouble for that. Now what's really going to eat up your, well, I don't, I don't know that he's getting, I mean, he's,
1: I mean, it's pretty much Tim's show at the end of the day. And I don't think, and I think he even could have asked Tim for permission and Tim would be like, I ah, yeah, do whatever Ah, hot rods. Um, uh, what would really eat up the money, though, is buying the ad time. But that's, you know, at this yeah, point, we're right, getting right. way way too deep into local broadcasting stuff nobody cares about. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Th- <laughs> or is, is that like, all they
0: care about? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's not. I'm pretty sure it's not. <laughs>
1: Um, but I'm trying yeah, to give us
0: a new direction to take this podcast, Truman. And I don't, um, I don't want to take it in that direction. No one does. <laughs>
1: uh, but yeah, so we, we get to this point where um, he's got 500 board games in his apartment. He's airing commercials yep. and he's promising people that they will ship their order within three days or double your money back, which is Oof. such a stupid
0: offer to make. Al, yeah. you're supposed to be smarter than this. Uh, but he gives Tim, uh, he calls him his best friend. He gives him uh, the first, uh, first ever version of the game um and we get a slide transition where the next scene slides into place where yep. Eileen is cleaning Jill's dishes for some reason yeah she's she's anxious about about Al and she's
1: and i guess part of which how she handles her anxiety is by frantically scouring all of Jill's uh uh cookware and and yeah. and Jill is just sitting there on the kitchen island watching her um but she's Explaining how basic, like, the source of her her anxiety is the fact that Al is spending all this money on the game, but he's always said he doesn't, like, he's not proposing to her because they're not, you know, they're not, uh, yeah, they don't have enough money, and she's, you know, well, well, this game matters more than me, etc., etc., and Jill is talking to her about it and saying, like, well, you know, Eileen, you know, I love Al, and we all love Al, but if he really can't fulfill your needs, maybe it's time for you to
0: move on, which is
1: some brutal advice. I mean, I mean, (laughs) yeah. Throws it out out there
0: at the tail end of like some psycho babble that she's learning in school. Yeah, Um, true. So (laughs) you know (laughs) that that good old psycho babble that they taught her. (laughs) And we we know uh, if the series has taught us anything about Jill's character is that she's you know very clear minded when it comes to her own relationship, but in terms of giving advice to others (laughs) and meddling in other people's romantic affairs, she is terrible at it. (laughs) Yes. Never, never
1: good. Never talk to Jill about your problems unless you are, wait, I guess unless you're going to
0: see her as a psychologist. (laughs) Uh, And then Eileen says, I'm about to turn the big 3 4. Yes. And I wrote a note that I hope I never have to write again, which was, fuck you, Eileen. Um, No, I swear what he
1: means is you're too (laughs) young to make him feel good Um, about himself.
0: Uh, Okay. So anyway, (laughs) she says, you know, she, Then she goes through all that stuff, and she goes, I tell you, Jill, if I have to even hear that game mentioned one more time, I'm going to go insane. And cue that to have Tim come in from the garage, holding the big-ass game as she's yes. trying to walk out the door. And he says, hey, look what Al gave me. <laughs> uh, Eileen leaves into the garage to do something that I can't remember, and Tim tells Jill about the proposal. Yes, and makes makes
1: Jill promise not to, uh, not to let anything on. And then uh, Eileen comes back, like, Tim goes into the next room, and Eileen comes back in saying, like, yeah, you know, maybe you're right, Jill, maybe I should break it off with Al. And Jill quite, quite humorously reverses course and says, no, 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 you don't want to do that. Forget what I said. I say a lot of things. I don't mean any of them. And Eileen goes, <laughs> so you don't mean this right now? This is the only thing I've ever meant." Catching her in the, like, the paradox of the devil's lie. Yes. Yeah, yeah. This statement is false, etc. cetera. Yeah. Um, but uh, so Eileen, Eileen shows remarkable, um, remarkable competence and intelligence for a sitcom character here because I don't I'm just so used to sitcoms where characters are thick and never pick up on signals or anything. But <laughs> Jill is very shittily trying to cover, and Eileen says, "What? What? What? What, what do you? What like you? Yeah, I shouldn't. I shouldn't leave him. Do you know something? <laughs> no, 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 I don't know anything." Should, I'm gonna chalk I be this up. Out China. <laughs>
0: I I'm going to chalk this up to um, the fact that Al and Eileen are probably the only couple in the history of the world to play charades just with themselves. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> so she she's up on you know getting clues from people. She's she is
1: great at body language. <laughs> um, But, uh, yeah, so she's able to figure out that Al is going to propose, and so she's jubilant. She's hopping up and down and hugging Jill and goes running out the door, and Tim and Mark come downstairs and see her go running out. And Tim very quickly figures out that Jill told her and just goes, you did that head nodding thing, didn't you? (laughs)
0: Uh, And then Tim makes a move to go to the garage to work on his hot rod, and Mark's like, oh, no, let's play play a game of the, the tool time board game. Uh, And Tim's like, oh, God, not that again. He's like, I'll let you be the tool man. Um, So Tim entices Tim or Mark entices Tim to play tool time by allowing Tim to be Tim. No, Mark
1: Mark entices Tim by offering Tim the opportunity to play with himself. That's really what it
0: is. (laughs) God Almighty, uh, but Jill's also down to play a game. The three of them sit down uh, and unfurl this game. Why is it on a rotating base? Okay, they put it on their own rotating base that is there on
1: the table. That's why it's like I, oh. I don't. I don't think. I don't think that the board games are packaged with that in there. I, I, I maybe oh, I'm wrong. Interesting. Well, I, I, I mean it would
0: explain why the box is so big. <laughs> I know that's and, the only, and yeah. there doesn't seem to be any functional reason for having it on, you know, a rotating base, so why wouldn't they just like Al, if you're trying to cut costs, just cut that out.
1: <laughs> the only functional reason for it to be on a rotating base is so like the camera can get a good shot of every piece of the board game without having to move around in any way that would be difficult for a sitcom camera to do. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, and, and and we agree and we're in agreement. Uh, so they start playing and pretty soon uh, they, you know, they draw a, uh, they have to draw a card where, oh, Tim, Tim, you know, Tim tries to do the wiring in a rainstorm and uh, you get electrocuted. Go directly to the hospital. And we get this overhead shot of Tim... Pushing, there is exactly one button on the board game, (laughs) only one, and he pushes it, and it makes this little this little ambulance drive across the thing with its siren going and drive into a uh, drive into a hospital.
0: There's like three. I know this is a sitcom, and that we probably shouldn't be picking apart this thing because it's kind of a cool effect once it bursts into flames. But the ambulance is situated in the center of the board, and when you push the button, it then drives to the hospital. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't it be the exact opposite, that once your character has to go to the hospital, that you would press the button and the ambulance would come from the hospital to the character? Uh, That would make a lot more sense. I will will give you that. I I also just love that this
1: game... They, they've gone to all the expense of putting wiring in the game for one thing, just for the ambulance to go back and forth. There's right. one button, there is a hospital, and a couple of, like, kind of stand-up wood planks that look like walls under construction, and otherwise no, no other, like, special fancy elements to the
0: board. Otherwise, it is Candyland. Here's a question uh, that mm-hmm. could potentially reveal a plot hole, if you want to go listen to our Grunt Work Nights episode. Um... In the commercial that Al did, does he advertise that it has a, a wired function with this ambulance? No, he does not. He's not advertised that at all. doesn't get then mentioned. Why Why go through this headache of removing and trying to fix all the wiring if nobody, if that hasn't been advertised? Just take all the wiring out and have it be a regular board game. <laughs> i mean i mean it's pro that's probably built into the price is what it is like it, it's oh, like well, why, am would I, why am i paying
1: yeah. you know 49.99 for this board game that that is just
0: a piece of cardboard and some dice and some cards yeah yeah and there, there's some wood on it i did oh, okay. it's probably like particle board but i mean there was wood yes it's got wood i
1: forgot that <laughs> uh so uh but yeah they they draw the ambulance card the electric ambulance comes out and goes into the hospital and then it you know, And they're like, oh, that's kind of cool. They all seem amused by it. And then there's a spark, and the entire hospital catches on fire.
0: <laughs> and uh, we get a... An, uh, well, worth pointing out, I think, that there's the initial spark and a little bit of fire. And then they augmented that fire with digital fire and digital smoke. Oh. That wasn't I, even the transition. I was, completely, I was completely fooled by those excellent special effects, honestly. <laughs> I did not realize that they augmented it. Uh but then the smoke does kind of grow into a smoke transition and it takes us to um the hospital. No, the hospital. We're no. we're back. No, we're still at the dining table. The opposite oh my God, of the one hospital. Of those, <laughs> one of those confusing home improvement transitions. Yes. Um where he's holding up the hospital that has yeah. been burnt to a crisp and Tim's looking through a hole in the board. Yeah. And Tim has uh, identified
1: that al, well, not al, but that the that the wiring used on the board is uh
0: Im- incorrect and that that's why it overheated. And as a uh, uh, uh it's a 26 gauge wire set up for an 18 gauge wire. Yep. And I mean all
1: of you listening at home will know that that's a big time no-no just as I did the second I heard it. <laughs> oh shit, I said
0: a 26 gauge when it should be an 18 gauge. Oh doggies. <laughs> Uh, Tim calls Al, doesn't get a hold of him, um, to, you know, warn him, and gets Al's voicemail instead. Yes, uh, which, uh, which notifies them that if you're not totally satisfied with your game, double your money
1: back. And it just makes me wonder, like, what is it with Al and this double your money back refund? Like, what what happened in his childhood to make him think that this would be a good idea?
0: Like, nothing. 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 It was... Only until Tim entered his life <laughs> that he beat him down so much that he thought any little infraction has to be not only fixed but doubly uh, you know mended over. there must there must be punishment, yes, yeah.
1: Uh yeah it's it's a pretty it's a pretty oddly specific thing to, to like for how few we know nothing about the game the rules how it's played we just know that if you don't like it you get double your money back I mean you're even if even if the wiring was fine Al leaves himself wide open to scammers who are going to make <laughs> a profit by buying the game saying they yeah. don't like it and then making double their money.
0: It, it, and that compounds, too, because then you just use, I mean, if he's just doing a phone system, you can use any name you want to if he's not keeping track of the addresses that he's sending it to. So you buy a game for 50 bucks, you get 100 bucks when you send it back. Then you can buy two games for 100 bucks, send those back and you get $200. Yeah. I mean, you just it grows it's, and grows and grows. It's an
1: exponential
0: thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um we get a money transition uh to al's apartment where al is manning the phones with cal his uh brother who's just come out of the bathroom
1: yeah uh and and cal by the way wearing the exact same flannel shirt as al is (laughs) to the point they look so incredibly similar in this now and cal is he the one who's just like the guy who was a lookalike
0: who contacted the show wasn't I, even a lookalike it, it was well I guess I mean just inherently a lookalike he wasn't trying to be a lookalike um, that it wasn't even he I think it was a relative of his sent in a photo of him um, and just said this guy could be Al's brother and the producers I, I'm butchering the story but the, yeah. the producers then said yeah he could let's make that happen <laughs> Yeah, it's really, um, I mean, it's great. I'm just glad that this guy got multiple appearances on the show out of it. (laughs) I mean, can you imagine just, like, living your life in Texas or wherever the heck he's from and having one guest appearance and then, like, two years later getting a call saying, you remember when you played Cal? Would you like to come back and play Cal again? (laughs) Just kind of, like, operating his own, you know, uh, bail bonds, you know, operation or something i know now i want to see that like fx
1: tv show about the bounty hunter in the 90s who occasionally uh who occasionally plays the brother of a major character on america's most popular <laughs> sitcom
0: <laughs> i would watch that yes um better call sal oh i like that better call cal um, yeah better um, b- yeah
1: better better cal cal <laughs> Better Al Sal. We're,
0: how how many seasons do we have to go through before you just come up with titles that are like Al 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 Al? <laughs> we're getting close. We're getting
1: close. <laughs> if, if listen, if if by the end of next season I still haven't been able to leave my apartment, that we're gonna that's gonna be where it is. Okay, thanks uh, for the warning. <laughs> so Tim comes in, and yes. uh, they both say "Hey Tim" to him in unison, and. Uh, Al, you know, Tim finally pulls Al away from everything and uh, lets him know. Well, that- first, uh,
0: Cal, Cal yeah. thanks him for oh, right. um, the encouragement that he gave to Al. He's never yeah. seen Al so happy and gives Tim a hug, which, as we know, Tim hates hugs. Um, yes. And that's when uh, Al uh, he pulls Al aside and and kind of lets him know, listen, we were playing last night and I uh, think you should know um, it caught fire. Yes, and Al Al's initial response is, "Well, everything you everything you
1: touch catches on fire." Not a bad point. <laughs> yes,
0: yeah, really, I mean, there I are mean, literal cards in the game saying, "Tim did a thing and caught fire. Go to the hospital."
1: Yeah, no, no, no. It really, if I were Al, this would be my response as well. It's like Tim is not <laughs> Tim is not the the quality assurance person I would want to empower in this situation. Uh, but. Uh, you know, so then they, they they take one of the games that's... There, and Al also mentions that he and Cal have not yet played the game together because they want to save it for once they've sold everything. So they, they flip over one of the games there and look and see the wiring, and and Al sees, oh, shit, the, yes, indeed, this wiring is bad. And, uh... They and Al starts to freak out, realizing, Oh my god, you know, these are if all these games are defective, I'm gonna lose my life savings. And Tim points out, Well, no, actually, you'll lose double your life
0: savings. <laughs> uh, and then Al goes, Well, you know, maybe it's just these two games. Um, mm-hmm. and Tim just goes, Yeah, well, and maybe this summer you'll look good in the thong, yeah. <laughs> and then Al kind of realizes, uh, what's up. Um, they identify Al's, you know. F- aptly freaking out that he's going to lose twice his life uh, savings, and we get another money transition to um, the office of the the dealer, Lars, apparently. Yes, um, who, the manufacturer, really. The manufacturer who uh, put these games together. They arrive, and um, they don't find Lars. <laughs> they find Dave of Dave's Fortune Cookies. Yes. Who is, who is speaking Chinese
1: uh, into his phone. He's an Asian gentleman. He's speaking Chinese into his phone very rapidly and angrily, and then he ends it by saying something like, yeah, and up yours, buddy, or same to you, pal, or
0: something like that. Truman. Landon. This isn't just some Asian actor. This is Oh, this is the Asian actor? This is the actor that character actor Corner is meant for. Oh, really? This is a little actor by the name of James Hong. Oh an actor who has. I'm gonna I'm just gonna read the numbers. I'm not even gonna say it in full. Four, three, nine. Holy shit. Was he in porn? <laughs> James Hong is the most prolific character actor of Hollywood. Uh well, and beyond international as well. Um we're talking big trouble in Little China. He's the the uh the David Lopin, the the emperor, or whatever the the big guy is of that, he's in Blade mm-hmm. Runner. Uh, he's in the Kung Fu Panda movies. Uh, Wayne's World Two. Uh, God Almighty, I'm trying to. He's in Chinatown for God's sake. One of your favorite movies? Oh wait, is um, he? No, wait, he's not. Is he? Is he the? Is he the the butler for Evelyn yeah. Mulray? Oh
1: yep. shit! Oh James Hong. He, yeah, he's great in that.
0: Uh, I'm looking. I'm trying to go back. He goes to um, the 50s. I feel like I just saw him in like a. Uh, um, what was it? Maybe an Outer Limits episode. Um, I can't remember, but he, you know, he goes back to like early days of television. Um, and he's still alive and still making movies. Uh, I can't even begin to go through the, uh, <laughs> even if I do a search for ER, I'm going to come up with a million different, uh, things because there are just so many things that end in ER that he was in. Yeah. Um, Doogie Hauser. Oh, well, okay, there's one. There's one. The precursor to ER. Uh, Lewis and Clark: The New Adventures of Superman. Uh, I'm just. I'm stuck in the 90s here. Bloodsport two. Bloodsport three. Neither of which are um, uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme movies. He was uncredited in uh, Mikhail's Navy. Mm. Um, God Almighty! Yeah, The Golden Child with uh, Eddie Murphy. Uh, he was on Magnum P. I. mean, this guy was literally on absolutely everything that's ever existed. Jesus. Wow. That's uh, so prolific is the word that you want to use. Yeah. Uh, that's what I'm saying. This is this is the guy you bust that word out for. <laughs> we, we, TV we've been movie. overusing it on everyone else. Yeah. Sh- shorts, TV movies, TV series, feature foot- length movies, Hollywood movies, international movies. I mean, this guy has literally done absolutely everything you can do as an actor. I, I have so much respect for the fact... Like, he didn't even need to
1: be in this episode. Like, th- this moment... I know. it's It seemed like kind of a reach even having this character in here at all. And they decided to cast this highly respected character actor. I mean,
0: great, I suppose. <laughs> um, and he still has three movies. He has, he has already has two credits for 2020. And has three movies in post-production right now. <laughs> mm, Jesus. <laughs> uh, and I should say, he was born in 29, so... Man, he's almost a hundred. Wow, my God, and he's still at it. That's that's <laughs> incredible. I'm so proud. Can we do a podcast about this guy? I would love to. James Hong has he's been just one of those consistent forces throughout my entire, uh, you know, childhood through adulthood watching movie career. Oh, man. Well, we salute you, James Hong. That's Absolutely. that's amazing. Without and he's hesitation,
1: been, and he's been on ER without hesitation. That's your answer. Was he on mm-hmm. ER?
0: Yes. He was not on ER. <laughs> it's the only thing in the world he hasn't been on. Uh, <laughs> I, I, Truman, I got to be honest with you. I'm glad you missed both the title and the first character actor corner, because if that was <laughs> what the chimichangas it's, were writing on, it, I, I the nuclear fallout from your reaction to that I would have felt on the other side of the city it's still I'm still pretty upset like it's still
1: for pride and my pride is still like just come on the like it just would make
0: sense I, I don't disagree with you I definitely think it would make sense but he's not for some reason he, he missed that long winded show Um, and he worked pretty pretty actively through 95 all the way through uh the mid 2000s so he was around God, while it was I, on, but just I, never it, was. It, it, it's insane. I
1: the the guy whose career joins joins Chinatown, Blood Sport Two, and Home Improvement somehow doesn't triangulate those to wind up on an ER episode. It's it's mind boggling
0: to me. Here's another interesting tidbit. He also wasn't on Cheers or Frasier.
1: Oh. I would have expected well,
0: that. Yeah, I know. But
1: I'm you know Wow, I, yeah, I, I guess uh, I guess Home Improvement is just better about diverse casting than uh, than Cheers or Frasier was.
0: <laughs> oh, which is James sad, Hong, really. man. Uh, yeah, I, I honestly would be up for a James Hong podcast. Um, yeah, but the Hong cast—that's—that's uh, that's not well Hong.
1: <laughs>
0: is that? Are we getting into murky territory? <laughs> Let's.
1: Uh, I I don't know. I mean, we are. We, the more we play on his name, the the the, the closer to uh mur- to murky territory we get to
0: yeah. yeah okay great that i i love this guy so much uh i certainly don't mean any uh harm by that so let's let's get back yeah. to the episode um cuz i think he has kind of a funny uh funny little bit here
1: yes um, yeah, so they are, they, they go in and, uh, speak to, you know, they ask, wait, are you, are you Lars? And he says, you know, no, I'm, I'm, I'm Dave of Dave's fortune cookies. Lars had some bad fortune, he got arrested, and, uh, explains that, uh, Lars, who ran, ran the board game manufacturer, had over a hundred complaints against him, uh, for, uh. Faulty, faulty wiring. wiring, yeah. Yes, and Al realizes that he's been
0: scammed. <laughs> uh, and then he kind of, Al kind of pontificates as to what he's supposed to do in this situation, uh, not really coming up with much. So uh, Dave of Dave's Fortune Cookies offers him a fortune cookie, and mm. Al reads it, and it says, you've gone as far as you're gonna go in life. Yeah. <laughs> and Al starts to leave, and they force him to take another one. No, which no, no, is... take another one. Your yeah. best
1: days are behind you. <laughs> and, uh, and then Al, um, just despondent takes off to go to his cabin, uh, and, uh, enjoy it one last
0: time before he has to sell it to pay back all of his, uh, <laughs> all of, all the people who have been fleeced. Uh, he gets a, we get a, uh, what I think is a lens transition. It's very bizarre. Um, I I thought it was a camera at first, but it just turns out to be a a giant magnifying glass with a light Mm. attached to it. Uh, and that takes us to the living room or I'm sorry, the dining room where Tim is looking through that, um, to fix uh, the wiring on this board game late at night he's got a Budweiser in front of him not a no. beer's beer a Budweiser.
1: No, no, he has a beer. A beer it it, it it looks exactly like a Budweiser label, but it says beer on it in the Budweiser font. Is that true? It is absolutely
0: true. Go back and check if you want I... to. I won't wait. Um <laughs> thank you. Our listeners thank you. But so he's Oh you're right. No, he, it is it's a beer's beer. Yeah. And, and so sorry, said, I have
1: it open now. He's sitting there and he's rewiring the game and and I am I was at first like, Oh, Tim, are you figuring out how to how to solve Al's problem? That's sweet of you. And then I was distracted by this gigantic man-sized man who comes walking in <laughs> from the
0: background. Man yeah. Man Brad comes in followed by his haircut. Yes. Um, <laughs> no, his haircut comes in first. <laughs> the ponytail's behind him though. Um doesn't matter they, they uh, it's a very quick scene but kind of a sweet scene Al, uh, Brad asks him what he's doing and Tim's like, well you know I, I was just kind of uh, analyzing this and really all that needs to be done is to just fix this wiring um, and so he's he starts to put together some math he goes, I fixed you know 12 of these in however many hours he says and we've got X amount of people to help us so I'm just trying to figure out if we can do this in two days. Yeah, which, and my note there is just, way to go, Tim. Like, okay, this is just a really,
1: like, uh, no one, it's not like Jill forced him to do it. It's not like anyone came in and and made him. It was just like Tim saw that his friend needed help and applied his skills as a handyman to solve the problem. It's like, where where has this been most of the series? I
0: like this. (laughs) Right. Um, And we cut from that scene to Al's apartment where uh, it's more of that. Everyone yep. is now there pitching in to help fix these things. Tim is teaching Eileen how to wire properly. Heidi's there at the counter uh, doing her <laughs> bit. Tim gives her kudos. And, and then and walks. Cal, yeah. Cal is Cal is right over her shoulder helping her rewire <laughs> stuff. And Tim says, hey, Cal, why don't you, why don't you play with your own motor? Uh, <laughs> then he goes over to Jill and says, well, you're no Heidi. And she's like, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And it, it, Tim explains that, that she's falling behind the group and they'll need to work as fast as possible. And Jill says, well, you know, I'm, I, you know I've, I've been at this for 11 hours. I'm, I'm tired. And she says, well, you should have some more coffee like Wilson. <laughs> and it goes over to Wilson, who is one of the best Wilson bits of the season. <laughs> Just, just he's like, oh, you know, you know, Tim, I, I really haven't had much coffee in very many years, but it's it's really a, quite something, you know. I, I think it was the uh, famous uh, <laughs> uh, philosopher Aristotle who said, uh, <laughs> and he's just you know going on and on and and
0: and jabbering faster than you can keep up with. And Tim just doesn't miss a beat and takes the coffee and goes, well, no more coffee for you, and walks out of frame. And Wilson goes, well, you know, that actually reminds me of something else. La, 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 la. And <laughs> then he just all of a sudden turns on a dime and goes, I need chocolate now. Yes, and Tim throws him a candy bar. <laughs> I want to know what. Where I need chocolate, and I need it now. I want to know what um. <laughs> what that unlocked in Wilson's brain to just put his own primal needs ahead of his own uh, civilized uh, civilized manners. But um, well, Landon, I'll- I believe it was the uh, great
1: philosopher Plato who once said that sometimes you shouldn't talk to me in the morning
0: before I've had my coffee. <laughs> Funny, it says the same thing on my coffee mug. Um, Al comes in, and he's incredibly surprised uh, seeing everyone there. Yes, and Al, you know, he's got his
1: bags with him. He has come straight from his cabin, where he presumably spent the night. Yeah. And Al is wearing a blue flannel shirt. Cal is wearing an identical blue flannel (laughs) shirt, suggesting... There's a telepathic He's, connection between the two of them? Yes, that they're, like, blood-linked <laughs> or they were conjoined twins or something, and they know what color flannel they're going to be wearing.
0: It's oh, not man. even a coordination thing. It's just instinct. I love it. Um, <laughs> There's a line here that I really like, too. When Al is just kind of, like, stopped in his tracks and confused, Eileen is also surprised and goes, Al, what are you doing here? And Al just goes, I live here. <laughs> but he, he delivers that line, I live here. Not... The way that most people would in kind of a defensive, what the fuck is going on way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he delivers it in this, like, I, I live here. <laughs> <laughs> As if he can't believe what he's seeing. It, like, there's just the innocence and genuineness of his performance comes out in that line, and I love it so much. Yeah, it's, it's an instance of Al being, um, on, well, yeah,
1: people being uncharacteristically smart on this show, like, realizing, <laughs> in the same way that Eileen put everything together so quick.
0: Yeah. Um, um he realizes yeah. what's going on, uh, that it was all Tim's doing, and he goes over and, just like Cal did earlier in the episode, hugs Tim, and Tim hates it just as much. Um, yeah. Al is completely overwhelmed by all the help that, uh, everyone is giving him, and, uh. Wilson is still hopped up as he's trying to kind of tell Al, you know, it takes a village or whatever aphorisms he's using here. And Tim decides to take the chocolate away from Wilson. Yes. And Wilson goes, does anyone else's uh, heart feel like it's going to leap out of their chest? Um, And and Al, masterful segue, says,
1: yes, in fact, my heart feels like it's going to leap out of my chest. And Uh, um, why is that? Because because he tells Eileen that he wants her to marry him, and gets down on one knee to ask, you know, and she doesn't respond, and then Jill says, uh, she says yes, and then Eileen <laughs> says what she said, and then Al says, I don't even have a ring, which is weird, because I thought Al was preparing for this, um, but then yeah, Tim... Right. Gr- grabs the removable tool belt off of one of the Al game pieces and hands it to Al, and he puts the tool belt on Eileen's finger, and it's a perfect fit. Uh, not not the worst ring that I've ever no. heard of. No, there, uh, I've, I've, seen, I've seen worse. There was an episode of 90 Day Fiance I was watching recently where uh, somebody uh, gave a uh, zip tie to the 19-year-old Filipino girl who uh, this 56-year-old uh, dude in Maryland
0: wanted to marry. So this is a lot better than that. I, I have questions about how and when and why you watch certain things. Uh, but people could ask the same thing about me, so I'm not going to ask you. Um, There's one thing I want to point out here. Yes. When Al is going through his uh, speech to um, Eileen about why he loves her and their relationship, he does point out. He's like, I knew from the first date we had at uh, the Putt-Putt course, which mm-hmm. was, if you remember, yeah, what their first date actually was. Yep, they're good on their backstory. They've got I everything really, in place. really, I think that's great. I mean, what do you think that writers' room board looks like in terms of keeping <laughs> track of all that stuff? Uh, the it, it looks like the uh, it looks like that it's always sunny meme with
1: uh, <laughs> with uh, Charlie Day standing in front of it talking about Pepe Sylvia.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, she says yes. We get a Aw, and then a fade out. Um, yes, and when we come back Tim is in the garage uh putting his tools away because he's just finished uh, installing the chassis the engine in the chassis when uh Jill comes in Yeah and I I don't really know I mean they just they
1: it's more of the same gag about how how Tim doesn't remember you know Jill said something about, like, oh, yeah, I, I remember just, like, the last time you did this. And Tim says, you were yeah. there?
0: Gosh, I remember the engine, but you were a blur. I have and- a, a sneaking suspicion that you didn't retain the scene much because it was ham-fisted into this episode that it almost felt like they had some sort of weird blind allegiance to, say, at the end of every season, we have to have a big reveal regarding the hot rod.
1: Yes, because... Sure enough, Tim pulls the pulls the sheet off of the car, and there's a big engine on it, and every the whole audience goes wild clapping,
0: and then <laughs> Tim, as if as if it was a guest star in and of itself. Yeah,
1: as as if <laughs> as if it was the Andretti brothers or George Foreman or Jimmy Carter, and then he yanks the sheet off of the engine. Well, yeah, then he then he starts the engine, and the engine starts running, and the crowd goes wild again. Car is gonna car. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the only thing I think I was going to say worth, I don't know that it's even worth mentioning is that he re- forces Jill to take a photo of him uh, doing it. He wants to be alone in the photo, um, yeah. but also he's like sitting behind a, a a stool. It's like half blocking him. So it's not even going to be a good photo. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, audience cheers. We end the episode. We come in with some outtakes uh, with the hospital fire, uh, seeing how that was conducted and, um, then a line between uh a little improvisation between uh Tim Allen and James Hong which I thought was great. Mhm. Yeah. And yeah. that is uh the episode. Yep. That's Is there anything that... uh that we didn't cover that you want to?
1: Oh gosh, I mean aside from aside from the whole reason that we're here, uh no.
0: There's nothing. <laughs> and that what is that reason? Huh? That's the grunt count, baby. Uh, oh, yeah. Don't call yeah. me baby, baby. I I, I won't. I <laughs> didn't like doing it at the time. Um, <laughs> yeah, so what do you think? Oh, man. Now, here's the thing. After last week when I was a little flummoxed um, by assuming that there were grunts that I didn't catch, this week I know there were grunts, um, and I tried to keep track of but I was writing too many notes when they happened because there's, a. Mm-hmm. I feel like there are a lot of instances. I don't know how many there are, but there's at least two or three spots in the episode where he grunts. And, I, and I, I'm you yeah, have to estimate on the fly
1: here. And I, look, and I had to be, like, I had to rewind and press play a lot, but I could only wind up counting the audible grunts because there's a, yeah. there's one point where he's doing it and you can't see his mouth moving and you stop hearing them and it's impossible to know for sure, but yes.
0: Oh, interesting. Is that a new criteria for our grunt count, that it has to be an audible grunt?
1: Well, I mean, I couldn't even, like, I couldn't even tell what he was, and I couldn't tell if the grunts were becoming words at
0: some point, yeah. so it was like, yeah. Okay, gotcha. Well, I, I wasn't, you know... uh calling you out or anything just wanted to make sure we're we're setting the the rules moving forward so oh yeah no
1: there yeah the rules are clear i just like i i would rather i would rather make a conservative count than inflate
0: it by by assuming (laughs) grunts are there that are not yeah that makes sense i i fully support it so um i'm gonna say based on the idea that there were two maybe three uh let's say there were two grunts in one scene and i don't remember him doing a five grunter so let's say there were three grunts and another, and I'm going to throw one in as just a stray that I might have missed. So, I think that comes to a total of six. It's four. Oh, damn! It's four. I'm sorry, dude. That's it's four. Right, whatever.
1: Yeah, you know, we're look. We were off on everything. I didn't guess the title. I missed both the ERs. You missed the grunt count. We we wait. All, does we... that does that mean that our listeners have to buy us chalupas? Yeah, it does. <laughs> yes, everyone will be expecting them in the mail. <laughs> we got to just blow it every time. This is, we're going to be, we're going to eat. We're going to dine out on that forever.
0: (laughs) Um, four. Okay. So the, the first two I remember were, um, kind of early when they were about to play the game. Mm -hmm. Like, doesn't he grunt when he's offered to be able to play as Tim?
1: Yes. Uh, no. Or in that scene, at least in that scene. Yes. Okay. Where was the other ones? Uh, the other ones are at the end when he uh, when he tells Tim that, uh, oh, you're, you know, underneath your gruff exterior, really a wonderful, beautiful man. Tim, Tim grunts and then kind of kind of talk grunts and then he grunts again a second later.
0: Oh, uh, interesting. OK, yeah, mm. the, he, he's switching it up on you, man. I, I oh, hope yeah. There's not going to be too much more work in season six and seven and eight. He's, he's putting me through my paces. I tell you what. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Uh-huh. Um. Wow. Okay. Well, there you go. That is the grunt count for uh, the last episode of Season 5. We're going to have to do some calculations in the coming weeks to figure yep. out what the season and um, up-to-date series grunt counts are. Yeah. I'm going to have to put together some... some I mean, I I've theoretically could go and look at what all of the grunt <laughs> counts have been up until this point. But I'm not going to do that. I don't have the time yeah. for that. No, so no, 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 I'm no. going to have to try to estimate some sort of guess for the end of the season. Uh, and I honestly don't know. I don't know. I usually like have a gut instinct. This time I don't. It's a mystery. This, this, this season is going to be a real shocker, I think. I'm going to think on it some more. Right now my gut is telling me it's somewhere in the 40s. But yeah. uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, How would you do that? Well, uh, for the last time this season, I want to thank a few people. Yes. And let's do that. Yes, you should. Okay, I'm going to. And it begins now. I want to thank TJ. Thank you. I, can you spell you with a J? Because it would be T T J T. TJ, T, thank you yep Spencer I want to thank Michael thank you. I, I want to thank Cheyenne I want to thank Thera. I want to make thank Amber thank you and I want to thank manbach ah thank you <laughs> uh grunt work is made possible by people like you and yes. only like people like you that I put way too many likes into that sentence uh, yep. so if you want to yep. support Dislike. the show consider uh supporting us over on patreon Uh, Where you can become an official Grunthead sponsor. Yes. You should. Why?
1: Because. Oh, okay. (laughs) Because for as little as $1 per month, Uh you'll get access to our exclusive bonus content like our weekly Gruntwork Nights episodes.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And if you do that, you can subscribe uh, also at one of our higher tiers. Listen, I think we're going to indefinitely... Um, pause the payment on our patreon until we come back for season six because uh, yeah. i don't even know that we'll be able to do nights episodes um yeah. we'll try our damnedest to, uh and you know we might pick up a few strays here and there um i don't know what what they'll do on the show but you know we gotta uh, extend a helping hand wherever we can so we're picking up some, some strays um how about that gruntwork.com nope pa- patreon.com slash gruntworkpod is where you can yes. do all of that Uh, And get all access to that for free at the moment. Leave us a rating review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to these things uh, because it really helps get us in front of other people. You can um, get information on today's show on our website, which Which is is www.gruntworkpodcast.com. And you can sign up for our newsletter, which we try to put out weekly um, to get information and notified whenever a new episode is released. And uh, I guess that's it until we bring you a bonus episode of Home Improvement. No, not even Home Improvement, of Tom and Huck. That's coming up. yes. That's our next episode. Yep. (laughs) Uh, So until we bring you some Tom and Huck action, I've been Landon Solano.
1: I've been Truman Caps. And remember, go directly to the hospital, do not pass go, and do not collect 200 Al bucks.
0: Do not pass go. That's what I fucked up earlier.
1: Yeah, I know. I I could have changed my outro joke when I realized you did the same joke in the intro, but I did not.